Hello and welcome to Future Thinking with Stylus. I'm your host, Christian Ward, Head of Brand Engagement and Multimedia Strategy at Stylus. Today, I'm joined by Jay Richards, founder of Imagine, a marketing agency that enables brands to crowdsource brutally honest insights from a community of Gen Z consultants. We're going to be discussing some new reports from Imagine that reveal the latest Gen Z attitudes to sports and luxury and find out how this generation is reacting to COVID constraints and the ongoing protests in support of Black Lives Matter. So thank you for joining me, Jay. First of all, I'd like to ask you uh, a couple of reports these that Imogen has released, one on sports with the NFL and one on luxury with Stella McCartney. Could you take us through the key findings? Yeah. Um, firstly, thank you for having me again, Christian. Um, right. Having me back again, which is cool. But yeah, so um, from our Gen Z, um, Gen Z on sport report with the NFL, we really got to see how our Gen Z community are really big second screeners. So 78% of them say that they are using multiple devices at once, um, which really then calls into questions when everyone says um, how much they love vanity metrics, like views and likes. Um, if Gen Z aren't fully paying attention to the content, then should we really celebrate those metrics? And that was one of the big points that really came out of our report um, from, with, with, with the NFL. And then from our um, report with uh, Stella McCartney, Gen Z on luxury, um, we heard really from our community how they want brands to invest heavily into social causes. Um, and it can't just be an afterthought anymore. The idea of we donate 0.00001% of our profits to help Albino rhinos is no longer a thing. Um, I don't think brands can get away with that anymore. And one thing our community was saying is that they want the influence of those brands to really challenge those brands. They were saying platforms like TikTok and Snapchat are perfect for, for influencers to go behind the scenes at these big luxury brands or at brands in general and really go, okay, let's see what's going on behind the scenes. Let's see how truly um, socially conscious you are. Let's see how truly sustainable you are. And that's what Gen Z are calling for. They're calling for that transparency. I always hated the word authenticity, but they're calling for that transparency for brands to be able to go, okay, this is what we are really like. These are the problems we've got, and this is how we're looking to address them. So those are two of the really big key findings that we found from the reports. So with that, with that um, second point, did Stella McCartney, I mean, did they take on these findings and, and start to act on them? Yeah, so we're actually going to be working with them over the next probably 12 to 18 months, really um, delving into that. Obviously, um, the lockdown played a massive part of us not being able to dive into it too much at the moment. Um, but yeah, once we get back into the real world and, and, and we can start getting people in rooms again, we are really going to be diving heavy in on that. And I think um, the great thing about Stella McCartney is, is that they're willing to, to look into this and to take risks. And they're a vegan vegetarian brand already. So they're already looking and turning to see how they can improve these things. And we're just being able to be added into the mix and bring our community into that conversation. So just for people who, who aren't aware of the work you do and you talk about the community, could you perhaps just explain a little bit more about how you work with, with Gen Z uh, youths around, uh, around the country? Yeah, so as Imagine, our, um, our mission is to enable Gen Z to shape their future. And we know the best way for them to do that is to work with brands. Um, because let's be honest, brands shape um, countries and culture probably better than most governments do. So um, what we do is we enable agencies and brands to build their branding, their marketing, and their products by enabling them to collaborate with our community of Gen Z consultants. So we have 2,000 plus um, 16 to 25-year-olds across the country who work as consultants for us. And a brand like the NFL, they can come to us and they say, okay, we've got five marketing ideas. 
we want to do for Gen Z. What will happen is our consultants can then view those five ideas via our app. They can then give you video-based video feedback on maybe the two ideas they love and how you can improve them. So for that brand, they've then sense-checked their ideas. They've got that um, great depth of insight and feedback, but it's video content. So, they, so when they need to speak to the senior leaders, they can go, hey, look, here's all the content of Gen Z telling you what's going on. So that's the feedback side of things. And then we have the ideation side of things. Some brands or agencies will come and go, we have no idea what we want to do. And our consultants can come up with brand new campaigns, brand new ideas for that brand, which a brand can then take forward or bring the consultants in-house to help them to build it. So it sounds like you've already got quite a good um, sort of virtual online ecosystem in place to work this way. How has you know, lockdown changed the way that you've been working? Yeah, as you can imagine, um, Brands have obviously stopped spending as much as they were, but thankfully we've, as I was saying to you a second ago before we jumped on, is we've won some new great clients recently in the last few weeks and, and it's been loads of fun. Um, and our community has just been extremely engaged through this whole period. We were able to talk with them and, and keep many of them working, which is a big mission of ours, just to make sure we keep as many as we can working because 30% of them are, um, have been furloughed or made redundant recently. Um, so yeah, so we're able to keep them working with our current client work, which they're really, really enjoying. And just to be transparent, we'll be just being completely honest with them. We're telling our community how it is. We're telling them where we feel like we're dropping the ball and asking them to help us to engage the community better, but also to generate new ideas, how to win new business, which is cool. We had a lot of competitions that we've done recently, getting them to give us ideas about how we could win new business and paying them for those ideas, which has been great. Great. Uh, so you say, I mean, obviously a lot of them are furloughed. Um, how how are they spending their time aside from working with you guys of course i mean obviously at stylus we've done a lot of work on um you know sort of entertainment and and media in lockdown i've written about you know the the musicians performing live on instagram and so so forth there seems to be a lot of creativity around at the moment for people who you know have some time on their hands um what what sort of things have you been seeing yeah so a lot of our consultants are um are just excited to get, get into new things. Because the thing about Gen Z is they're co-creators. So they love the idea of being able to create cool things with cool human beings. So there is, when, you, when, you, when you see what they're doing out in the world, they're doing a lot of TikTok, they're doing a lot of Snapchat. They're just creating and engaging with the community outside of the normal parameters of whatever we think normal is. And one cool thing we've seen is a lot of them are gaming a lot more. The gaming industry is growing by 50% over the last three months. Mm. Um, and what we're seeing is a lot of our consultants are saying, I'm playing computer games a lot more, but from a mental health perspective, they're saying, I want to jump on and play computer games because I know one of my mates will talk more if we're playing FIFA about his mental health than he would if I tried to give him a phone call or do a Zoom. So right. that's what we're seeing a lot of. They're checking in on their friends using gaming games, um, and they're also really just engaging with the wider community and using the platforms that are at their hands. That's really interesting. I mean, it sort of leads into a, uh, my next question, which is really about how you know what what sort of feedback you're getting about this response to the challenges of lockdown and also the black lives matter movement i mean uh, it'd be really interesting to hear if if you know we we know that this is a quite activist generation has that you know has that really been boosted recently yeah it's a really really good question so our community let's be honest they're out there on the front lines um they're making their voices heard. And as you guys will know, anytime you see anything, it's Gen Z leading the charge. Um, and as you can imagine, for me personally, Black Lives Matter is a, is a movement that, that's really personal to me as a black man. Um, and it's inspiring, it's inspiring, sorry, to see Gen Z making their opinions known. Um, 
30% of them have obviously lost their jobs, as I was saying a second ago, to um, lost their jobs as in to redundancy or, or being furloughed, sorry. Um, so there's a lot of fear within our community at the moment and just within the Gen Z community in general about what the future holds. Um, and we're just doing all we can to keep our personal community engaged and motivated and working, which is a big thing, just trying to get them as much work as possible to mm. the ground. But I definitely think there's a lot of fear because for them, this is the first big crisis they've come across. For, for, for you and I, we've seen these kind of things, maybe not pandemics, but multiple crashes and things happen over the years. We're mm. kind of used to it. But for these guys, it's the first time. And some of them were getting their first jobs. So they were last in, first out at most companies. That's kind of what do they do with that? And I think from brands, the things that they want to see is they want to see a brand be calm, be present, and be hopeful. So they don't want brands panicking about the future or, sorry, it's a police siren as always. <laughs> um, so they don't want to see brands panicking about the future or disappearing off their timelines. And they want brands to be hopeful hopeful that, that it will change and, and things, will, things will move on. And with regards to Black Lives Matter in itself, they want action. A social media post on its own is an action. They want brands to invest their money um, into being anti-racist. Be anti-racist. Invest cash, hard-earned cash that you've made into being anti-racist. That's what Gen Z are looking for. And that, the thing is, that's what they expect. They're setting the bar very high and brands need to reach it or they'll call you out on it. So have you, has your community had those conversations directly with any clients yet? I mean, are, there, are those conversations going on? Not with our clients as of yet, because um, really we're, we're trying to figure out um, how we make that happen. So we've got some work that we're doing with the NFL next, um, next, week, yeah, next week. And um, in there, there will be conversations around that. Um, because I think for a lot of time, our consultants, when they're, when they're talking to us, they're like, hey, I, I, I know change isn't going to happen overnight. I just want to give you my opinion and, and let you know what I expect. And what are you hearing from your clients in terms of, you know, everybody generally wants to be doing something positive, I, I think, yeah. I hope. Um, but clearly, as you say, there are things you can do which are somewhat tokenistic. Um, and there are things that you can do which are, you know, properly impactful. Um, but, you know, sometimes those bigger things can be challenges for brands. Have you heard um, those sorts of concerns from clients? Yeah, so um, the good thing is for us, our clients have come out and they've just declared boldly that the murder of George Floyd is exactly what it was, it was murder. Um, and I'm thankful for that and they've really raised their voice for the, for the black community. Um, and our community want more of it. That's the truth, they just, they want brands to take this seriously. Um, they want brands to invest financially into this. And I think sometimes the feedback from our consultants and the feedback from our brands when they're talking to us, it's like, hey, what can we do? The same thing you're saying that doesn't come across tokenistic. And, and I think as Gen Z are holding brands to a, to a higher standard, they un Gen Z are understanding the, the systemic racism that's happened for years. Um, and they want brands to have those uncomfortable conversations to see how they can change that. And they're holding brands to that higher standard. And I think one of the main ways we're seeing our community say that they want to, what they want brands to do is we want brands to come to the black community, ask the black community what they currently have. So a lot of time brands will start a new initiative without asking what we already have. And you're giving us 15 types of the same initiative. So ask them what they already have and then ask them what they want. Ask the black community, what do we want? What do we want? And when you come and ask those two questions, you will get the right answer. But if you just do something because you, it's a knee-jerk reaction or you're scared or whatever it may be, you won't end up with anything good. So the, so the good thing is, is that, that brands are open to these conversations, hopefully, um, 
but I definitely think it's it's a journey. That's the thing. It's a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So we've just got to take our time. Yeah, I mean, in that respect, uh, have you seen brands either from your your own client base or, or beyond that you think are are sort of really doing the right thing and getting and, and understanding that, as you say, it's a marathon and there needs to be systemic change? Have you seen that kind of reaction? Yeah, Glossier. Um, I will shout it from the rooftops. Phenomenal job. They came out and. I loved what Nike did. I loved what Adidas did. And they all were reposting each other's stuff, which is phenomenal. But Glossier were one of the first brands I saw personally that came out and said, okay, it's $500 million to black charities. It's $500 million to um, black beauty businesses. Let's help. And I think that's the difference. Sometimes it can be, hey, here's half a million in um, half a million's worth of mentoring. And it's like, dude, we don't need any more mentoring. We need you to try and address the, the systemic um, imbalances that are in the world. And I think Glossier just did a phenomenal job of that, really just going and saying, okay, this is our space. We're in the, in the beauty space. This is what we're going to do in our space to help black beauty brands. And, um, and I've I actually got friends that have accessed that fund really quickly and, and been able to, to do stuff in their businesses um, in the last couple of weeks that they wouldn't have been able to do without, the, without that Glossier money. Yeah, it's impressive. Um, I, I guess... You are, you know, you're working with the next generation of, of business leaders, hopefully. Um, so in some respects, you know, although this is an extremely difficult time and challenging time, you must be slight, quite hopeful for the future in, ter in terms of the fact that these people are, you know, they are thinking about these things. They want to make change. They want to do po make positive impact. Yeah. Is that, is that how you feel? Yeah, 100%. I think... Um... I think the one thing I love about Gen Z is they're 100% an activist generation. And um, if you look at Black Lives Matter, you just see um, you just see so many Gen Z at the forefront. If you look at um, fighting for trans rights, fighting for LGBTQ plus rights, fighting for women's rights, Gen Z are at the forefront of it all. Um, I have Gen Z um, talking about um, the correct pronouns to use all the time. They're very much at the forefront of the stuff going, hey, and they see the injustices of the world and they don't just go, oh, that's a shame. It's, it's such an injustice. They go, what can we do to, what little bits to, can we do to make incremental change? And I think um, Gen Z are probably different to, to previous generations just because they've had enough. They've seen the, the way older generations may have a, an archaic way of um, thinking and their thinking can be sometimes quite divisive or pointless. Um, and Gen Z want to see a change. So it's not to say that older generations don't know what they're doing because the older generations are phenomenal. They've, they've helped us. They've paved the way for Gen Z. And I think Gen Z are very much looking at how can we build upon what happened in previous generations and not go backwards like you would probably see with um, certain presidents around the world, which makes us seem like we're living 100 years ago than, than where we are living right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things that I'm sort of um, anxious about is the idea that you know we we lose or the movement loses momentum and you know uh, as as other you know we're living in crazy times right so a lot of crazy stuff is happening all at once who knows what the next crazy thing is uh, how, how do you feel like whether that's whether it's brands or whether it's your you know what you're hearing from your own community how, how is this going to be how is this energy going to be maintained yeah, that's such a phenomenal question. I think the, the only way that energy is maintained is by brands leading the charge. I said right at the start of all of this, brands can change countries and cultures probably more than governments can. L um, policy, 
Um, all of that kind of stuff isn't, let's be honest, it's not, it's not going to create the change that we want. If brands are demanding stuff from, um, from their consumers and being honest to consumers and saying, hey, um, I saw Pepsi have looked at some of their brands that they own and they go, hey, this brand is racist. We've got a black woman's face on the front of this brand. It's from, it looks like it's from slavery era. era. Let's do something about it. Do you know what I mean? And I think you look at the Premier League last night, Black Lives Matter on the back of the shirts. They've gone and removed football players' names. Football players are the brand. They're a massive part of the brand. You've removed those, those names and put Black Lives Matter saying that this right now is more important. And, and one of the key things I think for brands at the moment is to drive home that, hey, because we're saying Black Lives Matter doesn't mean that all lives don't matter. Doesn't mean that white lives don't matter. It's just a fact that right now that, that Black lives are being killed. We're being murdered for just being black, um, that right now that the systemic issues in the world that if Christian and I, if you and I walked into the same room together, the way people would interact with you and interact with me are just wildly different. It's not, it's not your fault. It's not your upbringing. It's, it's nothing to do with that. It's just the fact the way the world is. And I think it's an opportunity for brands now to go, okay, we understand the issues in the world. We understand the, the power that we have as a brand and let's do something about it monetarily. Let's not do something about it with a great black square post. Let's not do it with a, um, with a, with a statement from our CEO. Let's get hot, cold, hard cash and put that into the change that we want to see. Because if brands do it, then everyone else will start following the lead. And I think um, it's very hard for people to um, offer their racist views around football when they see their favorite footballer wearing a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. Well, I think that's a very powerful statement to finish with. Um, Thank you for uh, you know really um, fascinating and brilliant conversation, Jay. I'd like to thank my guest, Jay Richards, and thank you for listening and watching. And please join us next time for more Future Thinking from Stylus. You've been listening to Future Thinking from Stylus, the show where our analysts, alongside industry thought leaders, unpack the big trends you need to know about. Find out more about what the future holds for your business at stylus.com. And if you like what you heard today, make sure you subscribe to Future Thinking in iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts to hear new episodes as soon as they're available.